welcome to Pursue the Pool, the podcast that is geared towards helping people who are looking for a career change or for those who want to work for themselves and start their own business. Now, there is a lot of inspirational podcasts out there, but how do we differ? Well, what we do is we do interviews with a range of people from a lot of different industries. So if you want to set up your own marketing agency or your own floristry or your own restaurant, whatever it is, we have someone specifically from that industry to tell you where and how to start, the highs and the lows, and most importantly, the truth. So we are one group, one community, and we have all of the answers. Now, I am your host, Stacey Bevan, and today I have an amazing guest, Justine Bartolo, who is the owner of Lily Helena Design House, which is an interior design company that has been operating since 2016. So first of all, thank you for joining us, Justine. We really appreciate the insight that you're about to give us all. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. So before we go into the questions that have been devised by our audience, I just want to give a bit of background into your company and what it is that you actually do and what you offer. So as I mentioned, you are an interior designer and you opened your shop around six years ago. Now you work on both residential and commercial projects and currently have some amazing commercial clients. And I actually know some of these clients because I'm also based in Malta. So these are really amazing clients. So You've worked with clients such as Nar Restaurant, U Bistro, Epic, and the Plaza Shopping Mall. Also, regarding residential work, you work on anything from small apartments, garages, to large villas. You also offer custom services to each client, depending on what they request. So it could be anything from technical drawings to design to execution, but also project management. And you've achieved a huge amount of personal success and have won awards, including the best residential apartment, but also the best office in Malta. Now, for the future, you're not stopping there. Um, you'll be launching a new concept, which is called the House Hack, which sounds very interesting. And this is basically through a subscription, I understand, where your audience will gain access to a series of videos where you will interview those who are superior in the industry. So like from flooring to lighting, appliances and smart systems to answer all of the questions that a typical homeowner or home buyer may have when sourcing or purchasing a property or items for their home. And on top of this, you will still continue to expand Little Helena and possibly expand your collection range. So this is amazing what you've done so far and what you plan to do in the future. And now I just want to jump right into the question because I know everyone's eager to know all about your background and how you got this started and, you know, everything. So I'm just going to go straight into it. So for the first question, so tell me a little bit about your background. Like, where did you and how did you start your business? Was you employed previously and then left the job and went into it? Like, how did it all come about? How did that, that transition happen? So when I was growing up um, and doing my um, A-levels, my dad wanted to push me into finance banking, anything like that, which, you know, anybody who is a natural creative 
can't stand. I ended up, you know, following that up until A-level. And then when it came to uni, in Malta, we didn't really have that many options which were creative. So it was kind of like either I study, you know, communications or I study law. And nothing really enticed me. So I just said, you know what, I'm just not going to go to uni because I, there's nothing. There's, it's just a waste of time for me. There's nothing I really want to do here. And I wanted to get into fashion and I, you know, I um, wanted to apply for this university in, in England, Northumbria, I remember it was. And my dad was not keen on that because it was fashion and for him, you know, being Maltese, we just had a bit of a different kind of way of thinking. Um, so I just went straight into work and I started off as a cashier at HSBC. So... <laughs> completely different you know I, I didn't know that I wanted to be an interior designer I liked fashion so I was in um, fashion styling I was merchandising for fashion shops and so on I was doing that um, um, and that was what I wanted to do and then after that I kind of expanded into marketing I was like wow I really enjoy marketing and I was doing marketing for big um, fashion brands like Calvin Klein, Google Boss and I loved that. I really did. And then I moved on to marketing for France, which are a bit perfumery. So I was in the marketing for Dior and, you know, and Guerlain and Chanel. So that was amazing too. But I just, I, what happened? I, 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 I purchased my, my property. That's what happened. I, I bought my first property yeah. and I was doing it up and I was like, wow, I'm really enjoying this. And I was enjoying it so much. I wasn't sleeping at night. I was too busy looking at cutlery, you know, and looking at different options for cutlery. And I went, this cutlery is so nice. And these dishes are so nice. And like ridiculous things that maybe other people wouldn't really be into. It's like cutlery is cutlery, dishware is dishware. And I, that's when I realized, oh my God, I really want to be an interior designer. So I stopped working. I got a degree. I was an intern. I started working for an interior designer. I actually had an internship in LA as well with an interior designer, and I did that for six months. And then the second I graduated, I just opened up my, my business. Wow, what an incredible <laughs> journey. So you didn't know right away. It was only at the point of when you purchased your property that you you kind of were like, okay, I'm doing this house up, and this feels like natural. This feels like something I actually want to do. And then you kind of went the whole hog yeah. and just pursued yeah. it. I think a lot of people think if I haven't figured it out by the time I want to go to uni or I haven't figured it out in my early 20s, then I'm stuck with that job for the rest of my life. And I definitely wasn't like the perfect pin person for that to had it all figured out. I really didn't know what I was going to do. And I was just kind of moving from, like it was marketing for a long time. And so it's okay to switch, you know, like I switched as soon as I felt like there was something that I really wanted to do. I just switched. At my age, all my friends had really good jobs and I was studying, you know, again. So you've got to deal with that, but just understand that it's for the greater good, which is your happiness at the end of the day. And that's the thing that matters the most. So what were like the first steps into um, building that business? So what did you do? So you said that kind of, you know, you left university and then you, you that was it. You were like, right, I'm going to start this business. What were like the first things that you had to do? And did you have money to invest initially or how did that bit come about? Well, whilst I was studying, um, I was working on places that belonged to my family, that belonged to my friends. I was gaining experience by doing their places up for free. 
So I did a garage, I did an apartment, I did a garden, you know, I was just doing these little things and they were really helping me. I mean, a degree is a lot when it comes to interior design because you've got to learn the technical things and there are some rules when it comes to interior design, but the real know-how, the real way of of becoming good is experience. The more experience you have, the more comfortable you're going to feel. And I jumped into it feeling so terrified. I felt like I didn't know what I was doing, even after my degree. I was just like, fake it till you make it. And I was faking it a lot. (laughs) Wow. You know, we've had a few interviews and a lot of them have actually said the same thing in terms of faking it till you make it. So by that, can you just elaborate? Is it just kind of, you know, saying that you can do certain things or just going straight into it and then, you know, dealing with the work as it comes along? Or how 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 did you go about that? How was Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be kind of swindled by your fear, you're just never gonna get anywhere. Because even now, like six years into it, I am still super like scared and fearful of certain things. I haven't experienced everything or done everything. So if there's a new kind of project I just put myself out there and I, yeah, I, you know, I faked it a little bit. I faked the confidence. Wow. <laughs> it, out. it does work out. Yeah. If you love something and you really enjoy what you do and you are dedicated to it, it will work out. So I just tell myself that. Amazing. And um, did you have like any inspiration or any business mentor? Was there any videos that you watched or any books that you like to read? Is there anything that, you know, you would use as that kind of encouragement? Absolutely. I mean, there are interior designers that I followed um, a lot and working in LA with this particular interior designer, Tamara Honey, who owns House of Honey. um, That was such an inspiration as well. Um, I'm also really into psychology and self-development books. So and I'm into like entrepreneurs, you know, I, I'm into anybody who basically just takes a leap of faith and just does what scares them. It's never easy. I don't believe it's easy for anybody. And I, I do believe that the way things look on the outside and people's confidence or like all the accomplishments and achievements, they look a certain way. But I think everybody's really in the same pool of like this is really scary this is not easy wow and and so how did you actually get your I know you said you started out with um you know family and friends and do stuff like that but how did you get your first official clients your first paying clients how how did you do that so, you know, having an interior design business, thankfully, doesn't require a lot of um, capital because you just set up a Facebook page, you set up a brand, which you can just get a graphic designer to help you with for a really yeah. small amount of money. And you just do a couple of Facebook ads, maybe some social media ads. Put the experience that I had before helping my friends and family, obviously I took photos of that. I was kind of like taking videos, put them on Instagram or Facebook. And people would automatically be drawn to that if, you know, you're putting up something which is beautiful or a nice design. And you just start attracting people that way. So it happens really organically and it didn't take capital at all. I just needed a computer and the internet. (laughs) (laughs) so that's amazing so how did you know that this was the right path for you how did you know that it was on the right path because obviously you said you've worked in marketing you've done other jobs and how did you know that this was right and it wasn't like a case of okay I've done this now it's not it's not for me how did you know this was it and this is where you wanted to continue 
I think like when I was doing at my place, which was the time that I realized that I wanted to be an interior designer, I just loved it so much. It was something inside me it was it felt different than every every other job and I didn't see the hours go by they just flew by in my spare time I wanted to read up about interior design when we'd be in other jobs I just you know want to get away from it a little bit I think like when you realize that the passion that's inside you then it's just even if I stopped doing interior design eventually I will always love interior design you know so I think that's how I realized it wasn't like, oh, it's a job. Oh, I kind of like it. It was, I love it so much. It makes me happy. It was that kind of feeling. Wow. And to this day, you still have that same feeling, that same passion for it, that same love for it. I do. I do. You know, it's it's um, definitely tougher than I thought it would be. I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> You know, you get into something and it's all shiny and everything. And the truth is, really, with any job, with any invitation, with with any passion or interests or anything, there's, there's the ups and downs, there's the hardships of it. And with interior design, it's a case of you've always got to be there. You've always got to be present. It's your eye that they're looking for. You've got to look at the mistakes. You've got to be good at being a perfectionist. And, you know, the devil is in the detail and and you've got to be able to kind of be focused a lot. But then again, it's like that for a lot of um, uh, roles and and passions. Mm -hmm. So you can't be an interior designer if you're just not into it that much. It's not one of those things where you can say, oh, I'm going to give it a try. You'll know, you know, you'll know. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And one of the things that I wanted to ask about is one of the misconceptions that people have. Um, Some people don't realise how much time you have to give when you start in a business. And, you know, I I remember when I was doing it and I, I was Googling, is this normal how many hours I'm actually spending trying to build this business you know it's it's a lot of time and effort how do you kind of get through that and and stay motivated because it can be quite a lonely journey especially if you're going into it on your own so you know how do you get through that how do you keep motivated and to just keep going yeah I think I have a strong drive for um uh, just wanting to kind of be successful and achieve uh, things and not let myself down. It doesn't mean that I don't have failures. I have failures every day. I uh, constantly get rejected as well by, you know, it could be anything. It could be clients saying no to you. We've done a go elsewhere. It could be suppliers saying no. So you've just got to be able to accept the hurdles that are going to come about. It's not an easy ride. Nothing is. And I think as long as you are aware of that and you're aware of the dedication that you've got to do. And yes, you're going to have sleepless nights. I remember having times in my life where I was terrified of how I was going to pay the bills. And, you know, I do have a family behind me, but it's not like, you know, I want to ask for money, but I started off you know, really slowly and uh, being scared of, of finances as well. And you've just got to put in more work. And there is a correlation between success and the amount of time that you spend on a project. There just is, you know, mm-hmm. the more time that you give, the more you're going to get back. And there's a reason why entrepreneurs and successful people do not work 40 hours a week. They work 
much more than that. There's a reason for it, you know. And it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And and it's okay if it's not for you, you know. It's just if this is the way you are and you are passionate and you do put work as a really important thing in your life, then there are award, rewards to reap for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, what advice would you give to people who, you know, are thinking about starting um, a business or their own career in your in your industry? If you like, you know, there's a lot of the younger demographics that are also asking and wanting to get into this industry. You know, what advice would you give to people that really wanted to do this and pursue this as, a, as their, their career? Well, I definitely say have a degree behind you because one that's going to make you in this industry is going to differentiate you from the rest, from a lot of others. And it's also going to give you the know-how into the technical side of things. And as much as this is a creative industry, this is also a very technical industry. And, you know, some people are more technical than creative and that's okay. And vice versa. I'm more creative than technical, but I still had to go through, you know, the hurdles of learning things, which were a little bit against my nature. So I would definitely recommend it in a degree. I would also recommend, I mean, youngsters are really good at social media these days. You know, I'm not a huge fan. So I find it, you know, a little bit difficult, but social media is an amazing tool. So get really, really good at that. Um, and don't be afraid to put your own face forward as well. Like I watch videos of myself. I'll watch, I'll hear my voice. I hate it. I cringe. I'm like, oh my God. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> I'm the same, believe it or not. And I'm doing a podcast, so I don't know where that came from. But I am the same. But yeah, like you say, you've just got to kind of get out you of there. You've just got to like get through it and push yourself. And I've noticed even on my own posts, you know, on social media, that the ones that get the most um, reach and engagement are the ones where I'm talking. They're the ones where I'm involved because people just feel more connected to you. And I think that's a really good tool to have. So if you can put yourself, you know, on the front line and and be like, this is my business and talk to your audience, that's going to be beneficial to your business. Amazing. That's incredible. That's that's such great insight. And, you know, a lot of what you said is going to help an awful lot of people because, you know, even from the fear aspect and identifying, you know, what it is that you want to do, you said that that happened later on. You know, I get a lot of questions from people and they say, you know, we don't know what we want to do. We don't know our purpose or our passion so we don't know what to follow but like you say it can just one day just come out you know and then you'll you'll pursue that path and it was late on for you right so you'd done a career before yeah it was it was absolutely late I mean do I wish that you know I knew at the age of 18 or 20 what I was gonna be of course that would have given me more time but I'm so happy where I am now and um, uh, I'm just happy that I'm happy. I'm happy that I'm enjoying my job, you know, because it's so easy to fall into a place where you just go it day by day, Monday, Tuesday, when you're in this job and you do it as you've got the paycheck at the end of the month, but you're not really happy. And that will go on until you retire. Like that's not going to change. So any time before retirement is a good time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's good. And that's why we asked the question at the very beginning, like how do you make that transition? And I think a lot of people worry about, I mean, this full-time job, but I want to do this. I'm not really sure how to transition or what capital I need or, you know, how to start it. So your advice about, you know, starting with family and friends and, you know, just getting out of this, that was really good. 
I forgot to mention actually, and this might be a good yes. thing to mention. Um, I didn't actually do my degree at uh, you know physical university. Okay. I did a correspondence. So even if there are like um, people out there who you feel like you've got to go to your university and you've got to take all the time out of your life to focus on your studies, it's not the case. I did my via correspondence, so I was doing it in my own time when I could. I also had a part-time job at the time as well. Um, and it doesn't change the the value of your degree just because it's via correspondence, you know. No. I, I did it with a British university because I didn't feel that in Malta we had the 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 degree that I wanted to do. Yeah. So I felt, you know, correspondence gives you the the availability of many places where you can just get the degree that you want. So correspondence isn't a bad thing. Amazing. That's absolutely incredible. And you are so right. There's so many other ways to do it. And like you say, you can work part time and also do it in your own time as well. Like you say, it's just the technical knowledge and everything else that you need. So no, that's really good advice as well. But look, you have been amazing. And I know our guests are going to be really happy with some of the insight that you've given. You know, I've even listened to him being like, wow, that's really inspiring. So thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for you know, being as open and as vulnerable as you have been and just letting us in your words. So thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.